to dive into topics on how to live a happier, healthier, more fit, and long lifespan, then you've come to the right podcast. Live in the dream with me, Coach Damian Evans. Together, we will explore the topics on all things health, fitness, and wellness. Together, we will be lifelong learners on this journey to living the ultimate dream. What up, Dream Team? Coach D here coming at you from beautiful, sunny San Diego. Welcome back to the Living the Dream podcast, where we climb up this hump day hill to explore total wellness in order to reach the goals that you're looking for in order to live your dream life. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about the risks of drinking alcohol and why significantly cutting down your intake of alcohol could be a lifestyle worth trying, or maybe even adopting it for good. But I know living a low or no alcohol lifestyle, it definitely comes with challenges for a lot of people, whether for the societal norms that you experience, the social aspects, uh, or emotional reasons. Pumping the brakes on drinking may not be as easy as it sounds. This week, I thought we could offer you three quick practical tips for how to make living a low alcohol or alcohol-free lifestyle a little bit easier and a little less awkward for you and your friends and peers and the people that you hang out with. The first two tips in the protocol are things that I have actually stress-tested myself so I can give you the personal story, the personal assurance that they work at least for me and then people that I've trained and and clients that I've worked with that do have issues with maybe overconsuming alcohol from time to time. And then the last two are some helpful guides and resources on alcohol alternatives and addiction. So hopefully that'll help as well. So let's jump in. Number 1, let the people that you're going to be hanging out with know in advance that you're not drinking. This is something that I've done in the past before uh, going out to go to eat at a dinner with someone or going out with a group of friends for a celebration, especially if you know that in this scenario, the people that you're hanging out with might be heavy drinkers, especially in special occasions. And just do this to avoid awkwardness at the table when the waiter goes around and is asking for everyone's drinks orders and you're like, I want water. I've just learned that proactively throwing it out there texting the people in your group, telling them that you're not drinking in the moment. It just takes the pressure off the situation. It's easier for you to make the decision in the moment because you know, when the waiter waitress comes, they ask you for the drink. You're like, Oh, here it is. Here's the, here's the moment of truth. Am I going to stick with my game plan of not drinking? Or am I just going to have that? Maybe I'll have that seltzer. It's not that bad. Or, uh, I'll have that hard kombucha. You know, it's, yeah, I, I don't want to make everyone think that I'm a party pooper or anything. But it just takes the pressure off. If you send a little text message out, say, hey, no judgment, you know, here, here's a sample text of what I would send to friends. If, if we were talking in a group thread or something about the, the details, the logistics of what we're going to be doing. Um, I know that it's worked with clients in the past and it's, it's something like this. Hey team, I'm, I'm really excited to catch up tonight. I'm really excited to watch this game, whatever the situation is. Uh, I just wanted to give you guys a head up that heads up that we're not drinking tonight. I'm not drinking tonight. Uh, I got to work early in the morning or, um, I, I just, I've been going at it recently quite hard and I want to kind of take tonight off or whatever. You probably don't even have to offer 
a, an excuse, but sometimes it does help. I, for me, when I haven't drank, it's usually because I have to work early in the next morning. So I'll just throw it out there and be like, Hey, uh, I'm not going to be drinking tonight. I got work early in the morning, but I'm super excited. I'm ready to party with you guys. Uh, I'll see you all soon. So just throw it out there to avoid the awkwardness, you know, put it ahead of the game. And also when you throw it out into the universe, it's going to help you stay a little bit more accountable when the moment comes. If you had not told anyone, then sometimes it's a little bit easier just to be like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll slide that drink in there. All right, moving on to number two. And this one might seem a little bit of a cop out, but plan your activities with friends in the morning. Plan the activities that you want to do in the morning, not around a happy hour. If you're going to plan a meetup around happy hour, it's pretty much going to be guaranteed that there's going to be some alcoholic beverages flowing, depending on where you guys are at. Um, one of the podcasts that I listen to, the Drew Proet podcast, he's talked about for years, he'll do this man morning. And every Thursday morning, they'll meet up, they'll do a hike, one hour all these high-performing individuals get together and they just come to share, uh, connect, support each other. They talk about one challenge and one thing that's going well in their life. And so they can kind of just have this, this little pocket of community in their weekly routine and they do it in the morning. So they found that obviously if you're going to be doing something active, if you're going to be doing something in the morning, it doesn't really make sense to do this with the influence of alcohol and this could be kind of like something that you could put together. If you feel like you still want the community, you still want the the ladies night, you still want the guys night. Well, maybe you plan this in the morning when you can then say, okay, well, maybe, maybe my friends want to go out the night before. And, and now you can give yourself an excuse of, Hey, I have this thing in the morning that I'm going to do. I'm going to hang out with these friends. If you guys want to come feel free, but I'm going to lay low with the alcohol tonight. And the next day you'll feel so much better especially if you do something with physical activity. Um, you know, I find that that movement component is just a great stimulus that helps to keep conversations flowing. It helps to really make you feel better in the moment, get the good feel, good endorphins going. So plan your activities with friends in the morning, not around any kind of happy hours. That would be a good uh, thing to try to see if that works for you. Number three, alcohol alternatives for better metabolic health. Alcohol in general, it tends to be high in carbohydrates. So if you're drinking beers, IPAs, if you're drinking uh, those sugary drinks that have a lot of uh, mixers and chasers, these are going to be pretty, pretty hard on the body. It's going to be a compounding factor of not only excess calorie consumption, not only excess sugar consumption, not only having these calories to be in a liquid form, which is easily accessible to your body and, and just is digested and absorbed very quickly. But also now you have the alcohol content. So now all of those extra calories are being put on the back burner because you have this, this poison energy source inside of you, alcohol that needs to be, uh, used up before any of the other stuff can be used. So here's the trick mocktails. Uh, you could go with mocktails, but the mocktails also have sugary chasers and all this stuff. So you want to try to figure out what works for you when it comes to minimizing the sugar in the drink, minimizing the syrups and the sweeteners and all that stuff. Even though the mocktails don't contain alcohol, some mocktails can really rack up with sugars and juices, syrups, sweeteners. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to include in the description of this episode a little link to an article from Levels, a metabolic 
company. They have this article that talked about alcohol alternatives for better metabolic health. Um, they, they tell you a little bit about the problems with alcohol, kind of like what we just discussed. And then they go through why alcohol and metabolic health are linked, but also when you overconsume, it is a huge detriment to your metabolic health. They explain that a little bit more. And then they talk a little bit about do-it-yourself alcohol alternatives. Um, trading your usual drink for a non-alcoholic beverage, it may benefit your metabolic health, but booze-free doesn't always equal healthy. Many mocktails and prepared drinks are high in sugar and others fall flat to flavor. So to avoid those pitfalls, consider maybe using things like bitters and soda. Uh, seltzer mocktails work here. Um, you could try sugar-free mojito mocktails, raspberry lime sparkling mocktails. There's all going to be little recipes in this article that I'm linking if you want to check that out. Kombucha is definitely a way to go, but kombucha has high sugar in most cases, so just Think about the lower sugar mixes, the more home-made uh, ones if you can. There's a strawberry mojito recipe in there that they uh, add with kombucha. So very, very interesting. And then there are some actually not bad non-alcoholic beers. I know that's not really my thing. I, I kind of drink for the effect. So if I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink for the effect. The I don't really love the taste of beer. Um but they have these non-alcoholic beers, including like Surreal Brewing Company, um, Athletic Brewing Company. They have really good beers from from what I hear mostly uh, from non-alcoholic beer drinkers. And then you, they also have alcohol-free spirits. And there's some links on here to some good ones that you can uh, check out. And definitely think about minimizing the soda. They talk about soda alternatives. So things that can help give you maybe that fizzy feeling, give you that, um, carbonation type feeling that people like, but not actually have the detriment of what Coca-Cola or, or I remember we used to do Sprite and tequila, which was crazy. What else did we do? Anyone drink Mountain Dew with their alcoholic beverages, man, Mountain Dew back in the day, I used to drink that so much. That was a problem. Uh, all right. So check out the levels article. I'll include that. And then number four, Helpful resources on the topic of alcohol and addiction. Alcohol is a topic that comes with a lot of emotion and definitely a lot of history for a lot of us, and including myself. Um, some of the worst things that have happened to me in my life have happened because of alcohol drinking. So being able to realize that, know that there's a lot of emotions that go involved in that, and know that there are issues when it comes to substance abuse, and none of us are really safe from that if we, if we let it go too far, uh, many people struggle with addiction or know somebody who struggles with it, which is why I just wanted to share two books that, uh, seem to be helping people in this category that the experts suggest. The first book is called in the realm of hungry ghosts. And this is by Dr. Gaber Mate, uh, all of us have a varied degree of pain and trauma in our lives. And Gaber Mate, he has, he's like the trauma expert. Um, the core theme of this book is that addiction is the manifestation of pain that has not been dealt with. And to truly treat addiction, we must find and treat the root cause of the pain. And you can hear more about that in the book. And uh, Ge Ge Dr. Gabor Mate, he went on a few episodes uh, for some uh, podcast interviews as well. If you want to check out the Drew Pro podcast interview with uh, Dr. Mate there. And then the second book is called Quit 
Like a Woman, Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker. Uh, they said that this book really helps her, helps to reshape and rethink the relationship with alcohol. Um, so if you do have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol, maybe f- try to check this book out, Quit Like a Woman. The book is written from the perspective of a woman who fell victim to a society obsessed with drinking. And Whitaker addresses the drinking culture in women and why conventional treatment for addiction ignores the complex nature of a woman's biology. Uh, Alcohol addiction resources. If you need help navigating any alcohol addiction, there's the substance abuse and mental health services, uh, S-A-M-S-A. There's Al-Anon, which is a free support group for family and friends and alcoholics. And then of course, AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, which this group has helped alcoholics achieve sobriety for over 80 years. Uh, they do this 12 step program. It's not a, a, a perfect fit for everyone, but it does have a really good reputation for being accessible. Um, it, it's great for recovery. So to put the finishing touches on this episode, let's talk a little bit about what a low alcohol lifestyle might look like for you. Um, I was a big drinker back in the day. I didn't drink till I was 21 and then I really went off the rails and I, I, I caught up and made up for lost time. Um, and then I kind of backed off after a a good period of time doing that. And so adopting the low alcohol lifestyle, it was, it was tough for me because a lot of my friends, a lot of my social situations, it's, you know, it's revolves around food. It revolves around alcohol. And a lot of it times it revolves around not moving, sitting in one place, whether it be a restaurant or, or watching the game or whatever the case may be. But the one thing that I notice as I get older as I go longer into this journey of life, it's just a higher price that my body pays. And you all know this, when you drink in your 30s or your 40s, it's much different than you were in your early 30s or 20s. Um, so it just, it your body pays the price after drinking and it's just not really worth it to me to make that sacrifice. Now, every once in a while, there's gonna be a festival that I wanna go to and, and I'm not gonna hold back and I'm gonna be smart about it, but I'm also not gonna be that guy that, that is not drinking with everyone else. You could go that path. One of my really good friends, Samara, she doesn't drink just for health reasons, Just and she's done it for years and years, and now that's just who she identifies as. So um, there's nothing wrong with going that route either. It's actually super impressive. Um, and, and I'll go like, I'll go a few weeks at a time without drinking any alcohol, and then there'll be a game on, and I'll go hang out with friends, and I'll, and I'll limit myself to one or two. Um, I'll go to a wedding or a special event or a festival and, and I'm not going to hold back then I'm going to drink responsibly and, and do that. But I, I know that my sleep is going to suffer. It's going to hit the, one of the biggest pillars of, to, of our total wellness. And once that pillar is knocked out, yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time for you to get it back. So if you've, if you're on a health kick and, and you and your goals are to lose weight or your goals are to gain muscle and you are having a hard time getting your calories and you know the next day you drink, you're either going to consume less or more than you should because of that drinking and not feeling well. Like you have to understand that that's a compounding factor. So maybe have a little bit more of a, uh, in the future mindset when it comes to this and just think about how will I feel? Is this worth it? And sometimes in life it is worth it to have a special event enjoyed as it should be. And I mean, I also have a lot of friends who are wine enthusiasts and they actually really enjoy the taste of wine. So having that whole experience is okay. Um, but really, I mean, for me, 
if I'm doing a wine tasting, if I'm doing a tequila tasting, I found that like a sip will be great to get the feel of it, to understand the taste of it and all that stuff. So maybe you just work with your portion sizes as well. Um, I'm not saying that that's going to work for everyone because, you know, once you get going, sometimes you really get going, but it, it does work well for me. Um, and that's what a low alcohol type lifestyle looks like to me. It could look something completely different for you. I personalized it for me and my goals and how I know I feel afterwards. Um, but it could always change in the months or the years to come. And, uh, if you are going to drink, there are some products out there, uh, in our household, we take Z-Biotics, Z-Biotics, and it's, I think it's like $8 a thing, but it's actually super good. What it does is it's a, it's almost like a probiotic and the bacteria in this shot that you take helps to break down acetaldehyde, which is the byproduct of alcohol that really gives you that hangover. It gives you that, uh, lethargic feeling. And if you take this Apparently, it does work for me. It does work for our household. Uh, it's supposed to minimize the effects of the hangover. So if you are going to make some decisions that go away from your goal, maybe you do your best to uh, stack it with something that you know will minimize the effects later. I know that for me, after I drink more than four or five drinks in one sitting, if I walk it off, if I go and I get some movement, if I climb some stairs or maybe, you know, walk around for 20 to 30 minutes, I have a much less, uh, worse of a hangover than if I just go straight home and go to sleep. Also, if I drink water the night before, if I really get the hydration up, yeah, sleep probably will suffer if you chug a couple glasses of water, but it's already going to be pretty bad because of your alcohol. So, um, that tends to help me. And then not compounding it the next day with the hair of the dog or with not moving your body because you feel like trash, like trying not to compound all those things is going to be something that may help you uh, to continue on and, and not totally falling off the rails after a night out with your friends. And I just want to finish this by letting you know that like this is definitely a hard situation in the accountability club, this was one of the main things that people struggled with. We had this um, once a week Zoom meeting where we would go online and we would talk about one challenge and one win. Multiple, multiple times, this topic came up of drinking alcohol with friends, uh, uh, over consuming on the weekends. This came up and we would throw it out to the entire group. There may, there might be 20 people on this Zoom call and we would throw it out there. And really the answers were so individualized and no one really has this down packed. Like they, they struggle with this. So if you struggle with this, like I have, like a lot of people do, don't feel bad about it, but just make a game plan. Uh, hopefully some of the things in this episode could help you with that. And that's it, my friends. Thank you for joining me on this Wellness Wednesday episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Please share the knowledge that you learned today and gained with your friends and family and hold each other accountable. If you enjoyed this content, it helps a ton if you could post on your social media stories a screenshot of this episode with one takeaway that you learned and tag me. Make sure you tag me and share your journey. Tag me at livingthedream underscore podcast or at coachdamian underscore SD. And let us know how this episode benefited you. Let us know what we missed. Let us know what we got wrong. Tell us how maybe you have struggled with your alcohol consumption or incorporating alcohol into your social life and doing it in the right way. Let us know what works so that we can share it with the Live in the Dream team. We want to know. Message us if you have any suggestions or tips that will help your Live in the Dream team that we can discuss on future episodes. I'll be right here with you working on making us stronger 
happier and healthier humans. Until next time, friends, keep living the dream.